everyone. It's Riddell here with Behold the Connection. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I took a month off. I needed a breather, which is what we're going to talk about today on this podcast, how our brains, everyone's brain is needing a breather. Before I dive into that, I want to read my most recent review to you on my parenting uh, course. So my parenting course, if you simply search up being a happy and connected parent, it'll bring it up. It's hosted on a site called Podia. So you could also search Podia, being a happy and connected parent. And the actual website is beholdtheconnection.podia.com. This testimonial came from Stacy H. And she said, this made me so happy. Your course has changed the entire energy of my family and the peace I feel in my parenting. I knew that I could be this parent, but identifying the mindset shifts and techniques felt impossible for me alone. Your course had me very emotional as my heart and awareness burst wide open module after module. Thank you for teaching me. My life has changed. You can imagine how rewarding and validating that was to read. Something I do in my life is I validate myself. I wouldn't have put the course out if I didn't know within myself that it was life-changing. That said, isn't external validation fun every now and then? It's something I don't hang my hat on, but it's something that when I get it, and with this course, I've been getting a lot of it, it feels very good. I read it here so that you know that your investment is worth it. You can get 25% off of my course by using the coupon code podcast. Okay, so that's the business side of things. And oh, the other thing is scroll down after and leave me a review on this on this platform. It's how I'm able to keep the podcast commercial free, other than my mini commercial I do about my parenting course always. And it just really helps iTunes and other platforms know that this is a podcast that's helping people promote it. And so then they'll promote it. So what I'm here to talk about today is how angsty the world is right now. How angsty we all are. I know that you're feeling it. I am feeling it. Truly, we're not ourselves. And I've, I am not an angry person. Um, if you followed here for even five minutes, you realize that I believe in thought work. I believe in choosing thoughts that serve me and really managing my emotions that way. I honor my feelings. So it's not that often, to be totally transparent, that I feel a lot of angst that I don't know what to do with. Because I, I can dig pretty fast and figure out the thought behind it, typically. But what's going on is the pandemic is triggering in us our automatic primitive brain. So our primitive brain reacts to danger. This is our brain doing what it's meant to do. So our brains are reacting dramatically to what they feel is life-threatening, unfamiliar, and unpredictable. The world right now, the pandemic. When we feel... As human beings, when our, when our brains feel that our survival is threatened, we feel like we need to do something. We feel like we need to control our fate. So I always teach that our brain's number one job, and it is, is to keep us safe. It isn't our, jobs, our brain's job to keep us happy or content. It is the number one job is keep us safe. And so what with what's going on in the world right now, It is the exact conditions needed to stir up your brain's threat detection system. Does that make sense? 
So within our brains, there are parts of our brain that specialize, absolutely specialize in scanning the incoming information all day long, every day, every second for danger. Essentially, this is your amygdala area of your lower brain, and it wants to get you out of harm's way and prevent harm, really. So this is where a lot of anxiety comes from, all anxiety, really, and anxiety disorders is when this system is overactive, it's on high alert and always looking. And so people can really suffer from different anxiety disorders. Nevertheless, so what does that system do? What is it doing right now in the middle of a pandemic? or anytime it senses danger. Our heart and our lungs uh, efforts speed up. Our system essentially goes on high alert. We have adrenaline and cortisol flooding our nervous system. Our body tenses. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've had tense tense shoulders. I almost said soldiers. Same thing (laughs) for about four months. Okay. The blood in our body redirects to our larger muscles so that we can kick some A if we need to or run. We feel anxious, we feel alert, we're vigilant, we're looking. And (laughs) now the point of this whole podcast is I'm going to tie it into how people are acting in society right now. Okay, so do you see people being anxious and alert and aggressive? Yes. Thoughts, your thoughts when you're in this state speed up and you feel a strong urge to do something right now. And that can be being a keyboard warrior, okay? That can be telling someone that they're doing it wrong. We feel really in this um, physiological state, we feel like someone do something or I'm going to do something. We need to help people. We need to help the economy. We need to save lives. We need to end the suffering. And everyone is doing it wrong but me. I mean, I I added that last part just because that's what I'm seeing. But essentially, our body gets ready to run or fight for our lives. And the effects are not just physical. So the logic center in our brain gets suppressed. It actually gets suppressed during this time. And our alarm center, our fear center takes over. So what does that look like? What's that like in real life? It means that the choices that we would normally make when we're calm and rational and have had our morning caffeine, just kidding, um, are driven instead by anxiety and worry in our lower brain. We are thinking of every anxious, scary scenario, whether it's real or imagined. So in social media, or on social media, rather, you're seeing this. People are not acting like the best version of themselves. Their fight uh, response is in full mode. I know you're seeing it. I know as I'm saying this, you're seeing it, you are feeling it. I am not an angry person. I am someone that does a lot of thought work in my life. I teach this. And I, within an hour or two of waking up, will feel such anger from having scrolled social media or just the unpredictability of the future or whatever. I feel my body throughout each day going from my rational, logical, prefrontal cortex to this heightened fight, flight, or freeze state. I feel it. I have to pull myself out multiple times a day. And I teach this. I teach this. I'm aware of it. And it's still happening. So essentially, if we needed to protect ourselves and our kids from a bear, we want this. This system has a purpose. I'm going to stop talking so passionately. You guys, I'm telling you, I'm just so ramped up. Okay. 
Our body is primed to fight or flee if there was a bear. We're going to grab our kids and we're going to run like we've never ran before. But this system of ours, this wonderful, brilliant system is meant to be used when we're in physical danger mainly and for short bouts of time. So when a big threat lingers, such as now a pandemic where we don't know the end, we don't know the outcome, we don't know the results a year from now of the economic devastation, the suicide devastation from the economic devastation, everything's unknown. So when we don't know the end result, we really, really start to struggle because we can't see the end. Okay. So as such, our systems are staying fired up. This is chronic stress. When we cannot clear up all of our pent up energy, we start to spiral, we start to fight harder. And this is the suffering and the acting out on the suffering that we are seeing now. The angry people are the scared people. We are those people, (laughs) just to be clear. So fear and anxiety are harmful to suffer from long term. As our brain falls into anxious patterns, it actually becomes more and more difficult for us to pull our brain out of that spiral. You probably can feel that or relate to that. So then without conscious effort, the panic will grow and spread and it essentially becomes our new normal within our brain and the wiring. This is actually the new normal that I'm scared of for people. I'm scared we're going to get stuck in this type of anxious panic thinking, hence this podcast. Additionally, studies very clearly show that panic and chronic anxiety and chronic stress can shrink the parts of our brain that helps us reason. So then we can then further fuel more panic and it makes the logical prefrontal cortex, it makes our large, our logical override harder to access. Essentially, the longer we stay in here, the more detrimental it is to our brain. Again, hence this podcast. The more you give into your fears about something and ride that thought loop, the more fearful you become. How cruel is that really? But that's the truth. So our brains are so intelligent. Our brains want to clear the fear that we're feeling. And so it starts to look for remedies. And this can take a few forms. The main one in a situation like what we're facing right now is control. And it is control typically followed by anger that we cannot control other people or the situation. So a a clear, just concise example of what this control can look like is the hoarding of toilet paper and yeast. I've spoken about this before. Buying these products in a panic reassured our brains that, okay, we'll be okay. Or now we're all set. Okay, so it it soothed our brains. Friends, I know this science. I teach this science. I study the brain every day of my life. And I also have six big bags of rice in my basement. I too soothed my brain. It turns out that I needed to know that I had calories for my family in case this turned into world war or food shortages or a zombie attack. Like logic leaves and survival is in. You can imagine that this is helpful. It's not helpful long term. You're going to see posts on social media from people that you wouldn't expect in tones you wouldn't expect because a lot of logic is gone. We're fueled by passion and fear. You're going to see those passionate posts. You're going to see people really wanting to control others or influence others. 
Um, our brains want to do more than just have us making choices. We want our brains want the re- reassurance that everyone else is going to do what they need to do to keep us alive too. We're wanting to control and we're wanting to really influence. So what you're seeing on social media and in the world and in conversations is a lot of control tactics and lots of sharing, but also lots of shaming driven by fear. Like the tone ain't good. Am I right? So obviously by now you understand that our brains really struggle when things are unfamiliar and sudden. And then when that's paired with out of our control and when that's paired with potentially deadly, you have the perfect storm for the brain to react and then overreact and it's hard to regain control. So Dr. Dan Seigel calls this um, flipping our lids. So when we go into our lower brain and really kind of get stuck there, we've flipped our lid. We've lost access to our prefrontal cortex, and that's where our good decisions and our logic lives. And as I look around at the world right now, and especially in the media and social media, everyone's brain is flipped. And I'm just going to say the media does not help um, put prefrontal, prefrontal cortexes back online, does it? The media's job is to add to the fear. Let's just be honest. So it's like the moment you get your lid back on, If you consume any media, that lid is flipped again. Very, very few people right now are using their prefrontal cortex. Most people are in the middle of a big fear response and have flipped their lids. And when our lids are flipped, here's the choices we have. Fight, flight, or freeze. So in a global pandemic, let's just call it what it is. Flight is pretty limited. So how flight will manifest in different situations in people's life. Um, Think about a hard time you've been through, whether it be divorce or avoiding tests at school or whatever. Flight typically manifests in people uh, avoiding or even literally running away, hopping a flight, taking a vacation, um, escaping to a place they love and really just fleeing, just leaving it behind. And quarantine has made flee very impossible, right? You can really, we're supposed to stay home. And So that eliminates flight from our nervous system response. We want to and we can't. It really actually makes it worse. So that then leaves freeze and fight available for our nervous system. So I personally believe that people are cycling through these two responses. I know I've felt that within myself. So freezing can look like having no idea what to do, listlessness, stunned, uh, sort of an apathy, sort of not knowing like what your summer is going to look like and depressed or low mood. You're just sort of frozen and it doesn't feel great. Fight is obvious. It's being the keyboard warriors that we're seeing. It's trying to bully others into doing what you think they should do in response to this pandemic. Um, it's it's this whole cancel uh, cancel culture. You know, you're not doing this right. You're not speaking up enough or up enough. You're canceled. It's It's just aggressiveness. It's fighting. There's no rational thought. And I've noticed this in myself. I've noticed this anger, like I said previously. I noticed the fight response. I absolutely refuse to be a keyboard warrior, but I have to spend a lot of time flipping my lid the opposite way, putting that prefrontal cortex back online. It's taking a lot of work. And then I'll see something or I'll read something or I'll talk to someone that has a lot of fear and I'll feel that brew in myself again. And I got to do the work to put my lid back on. The flight response bubbles up in all of us. And I think awareness, hence this podcast, is going to go a long way because only we can put our lids back on. Only we can bring peace to ourselves in this situation. Truly. 
I mean, and maybe this podcast, but I cannot come and put your lid back on for you. You have to do it. So now that we understand what's going on, how do we manage? Well, honestly, awareness, number one, knowledge is power. Awareness is key. Once you can see the patterns, you can change the patterns. Honestly, if you, I'm going to give more advice, but if you stop listening to the podcast here, I know you would get help just from the awareness. Once we understand and the awareness is there, we can, oh, we can break the pattern. Notice that you're being triggered by your lower brain and don't make it mean anything. This doesn't mean anything about you. It means you're living in a unprecedented time in a global pandemic and everyone's reacting different ways and you're reacting different and everyone's reacting and bouncing off each other in ways that are not to our best abilities. I simply say to myself, oh, I'm feeling this way or I'm wanting to act out in this way. I've flipped my lid. This is my brain wanting to keep me safe. Thank you, brain. Good job. I see you. I've got this now. And then first, always go to your breath. Deep, deep belly breaths where your belly goes out like you're pregnant and back in, in, out, deep um, and slow. Signal to your nervous system that you are fine. This is science. This isn't just take a breath. If what it tells your nervous system and your brain is that you are fine, because if you were not fine, you would be running, not slowly deep breathing. Your brain honestly says, oh, we have time to deep breathe. Oh, we're not in danger. Oh, let's calm everything back. You know, like picture a bunch of, um, picture that you're a chuck wagon and there's four horses out front and it's storming, storming, you know, like the horses are galloping and then the reins are being pulled as you breathe and the horses are slowly kind of bringing their canter down slower and slower because the brain's like, oh, I thought we needed to run away. And, you know, trample everything in our path. But actually, no, we can do this slow canter. Another deep breath. Okay, and now we're walking. Okay, what happens then is this activates your parasympathetic nervous system. It's putting the brakes literally on the autonomic nervous system's arousal. And if you can notice your reactions early in the process, then you can get in front of the building panic. The horses don't need to stampede faster and faster and faster, right? You're going to catch it at the beginning. So your brain is going to perceive the safety. It's going to signal throughout the system, hey, stop producing cortisol, which is stress hormone. Return to the baseline. Let's all walk. It'll take some practice and it's going to take practice to notice what thoughts or what Uh, media or social, what things are producing that heightened response. But the more that you notice it and the awareness is which I keep saying, that's the point of this whole podcast, build awareness. The more that you're aware, the easier you can get in front, pull those reins and new brain pathway responses in this pandemic will be built. P.S. I teach this so much more in depth in my parenting course because this also is how you respond as a calm, connected parent. Number two, you need to find a way to ground and engage your senses. We have a vagus nerve in our body that runs top to bottom. We need to stimulate this to relax our systems. So things that currently help uh, me with my parasympathetic nervous system is walking barefoot in my yard. Really, truly go research grounding, it's called. I let that morning sun hit my eyes as often as I can. I'll go outside on a chair that I have. When sunlight hits your eyes, that morning light, it cues special areas in the retina, which triggers the release of serotonin. Serotonin is associated with boosting mood, feel-good hormones, 
And it helps people feel calm and focused. You can imagine how important that is right now. Do not put sunglasses on for this. Wear them later. You need it to hit the retina. Seeing my pets, connecting with a pet, swinging on a swing stimulates that system for me or in a hammock. Helping others through Instagram helps me. Um, So finding a way to serve always helps me. Step outside myself and my worries and gives me perspective. Eating nourishing meals. I've also made face sprays. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, out of various essential oils uh, that I like that just reset me. I breathe them in. It reminds me to breathe. Ah, there we go. Reset nervous system. It's just almost a prompt for me. I like to read uh, good books. I like to do coloring with my kids. I've put out some connected coloring sheets. Reach out to me if you don't have those. Going on walks, watching funny clips on YouTube. So it is your responsibility to find ways to ground yourself and engage your senses. These reduce stress, also exercise, and um, it reduce stress, reduces stress and engages your body's senses. This puts your lid back online. Does this feel like a full-time job for me right now? Yes. Yes. The more media I consume or social media, the more I need to do these things. Probably same for you. And then last, connection. Connection soothes the brain and pumps out feel-good hormones such as oxytocin. So call or Marco Polo or text a friend. Social distance and go see someone. Grab someone in your household to read a book or color with you. Your social engagement system is unique to us mammals. So our brains literally bathe in feel-good hormones when we use this system. This also can include cuddling a pet, okay? So it's fascinating how our brains seek comfort. Few of us ever live in the present. I want to leave with this thought. Living in the present is where we find peace. So, so many of our brains right now are going to the future. So often people struggle between anticipating what's to come or remembering what has left us, what is gone. And so as such, we can struggle as human beings between fear and anxiety, which is the future, and grief and loss, which is the past. I can relate to this so much. But one of the kindest things we can do for ourselves is remind ourselves to be here in the here and now in this moment. This is the whole practice of mindfulness. Mindfulness for many years for me was an eye rolling word. And the more I learn about brain science, the more I'm like, this is everything, you guys. So how... The best thing we can do is be in the here and now and how we do this. You know what? That's going to be a future podcast. It's some of what I've already spoken about. And I teach a lot of it in the first three modules of my parenting course. But the the biggest tip I'll give you right now is thought awareness. Okay. Most of us don't dig into our thoughts and are even aware of the thoughts and know that thoughts are optional. We let our thoughts control us when really, if we are aware and open and intentional with our thoughts, we can be in the present moment. When you become mindful in this way, you realize that you are not your thoughts. You can just sit back and become an observer of your thoughts. You can analyze them. You're peaceful. You're not judging them. You can go from moment to moment. And what's tied in with that is acceptance, letting go, breath, mindfulness, All of that keeps you in the here and now. When your brain wants to go to fear in the future, you reroute it back to here and now. More on this to come. Thank you for listening. I hope that explains the fight that you're seeing in the world right now. 
people that are fighting or when we fear when we feel that within ourselves it is a fear response it's anger it's worry it's fear behind it it's wanting to control it's panic the pandemic is very very unique for our brains with all the elements the unknowns the our brains are having a heyday with this if you are struggling you have a good brain your brain is normal but i am here and i am showing up and any day that you struggle please go back and listen to all the other podcasts. Even if you listen to them before, just pick one and listen, and I promise it will help get your brain to to this more calm and aware state. So if you haven't checked out my parenting course, I have it linked in the show notes or simply, like I said, Google being happy and connected parent. Can I ask you to screenshot the podcast right now and then share it to your Instagram stories. Tag me if you want so I can thank you or put it as a Facebook status and suggest that others listen to this. I would love to reach more ears. I'd love for more people to know what's going on in their brains and to be able to feel the peace that is available to us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And I'll talk to you guys soon.